Hey guys, thank you for joining me in episode five of Happiness Personified, the podcast. Um, Before we get started today, I did want to kind of let everybody know that I am currently taking one-on-one coaching clients. So if you are interested in building your confidence in your life in general, career-wise, anything like that, making a life transition, um, feel free to reach out to me at my on Instagram would work best at happiness personified coaching. Um, and we can set up a time for a free discovery session. So in a discovery session, we would talk about everything you're looking to improve and go into good detail about that and then talk about how I can help you in any way. Also, I am currently doing a journaling prompts a weekly journaling prompt um, for people who are interested. So I have done three weeks of June already, um, and I will be giving more details shortly about July. So if you're interested in that, also please send me a DM and we can talk about that as well. Um, So today I am very excited. I have a great guest. Her name is Lauren Tameo, and she is an NLP practitioner, a hypnotherapist, and a mindset coach. So please enjoy, and any feedback is always welcome. Thanks. Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Lauren Tamayo. I am an NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist, and mindset coach. So I focus on helping coaches get out of self-doubt and break free from constantly feeling overwhelmed to really transform their life and their business from the inside out. So that is the work that I do. And I'm originally from Seattle and I'm currently living just outside of Byron Bay in Australia. And it's seriously a dream come true. It's been over two years and I'm still pinching myself that I live here. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I'm curious, like what was kind of the biggest adjustment coming from the United States to moving to a completely different country. Yeah. So I don't have to dive too deep into this, but when I was 17, I took my first international trip abroad. So I worked as a international model before I started my coaching business. So that was my first trip at 17, living halfway across the world from my family for 90 days. And it was such an amazing experience. And I later went on to live in China and the Philippines and Thailand. And so I was familiar with living abroad and I actually met my Australian boyfriend. We met in Bali. So I was very familiar with living abroad and, you know, being away from my family and friends, but moving to Australia was really difficult for me. And the first year was really challenging because I knew my boyfriend and I had him, but I didn't have, you know, friends or family or anyone to really fall back on. And the time difference being so huge, I felt, you know, really alone at times. And that was when I was starting my business and everything just felt really unsettled. So it was really difficult, but I think, you know, so much a part of what I went through really gave me that strength and, you know, taught me so many lessons of, you know, the work that I do, especially with my clients on mindset and, you know, how to really find that strength within yourself. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. I can't imagine making the transition, but it probably has, you probably have gained so much in in the process. That's amazing. Definitely. 
So you mentioned you were a model, you modeled, um, and then how, so did you transform, transform from that into coaching? So I knew that modeling was never going to be this, you know, full-time forever career. Mm -hmm. And so I was actually living in Hong Kong and I was finishing up my last year of university studies um, while I was living there. And so I knew that graduation was approaching and I was going to go back home to Seattle to graduate. And I just knew that I didn't want to stay in Seattle. I didn't want to move back home. I didn't want to even use my degree to get a nine to five job, like nothing of that sort interest me. And so I decided to book a one-way ticket to Bali (laughs) and I just became so consumed in this location independent, um, you know, digital nomad lifestyle. And so that is how I kind of got into working online. I started designing websites and doing virtual assistants, like literally anything that I could do to work online and to kind of fulfill this dream of mine. And so that's what I did for a while. And then I just became so burnt out because I was working all the time and had no boundaries and just, you know, was so new to having an online business. And so a now friend offered, she was offering free coaching to be a beta client for her. And it was on just one session that we had together that we were on a zoom. And I was like, I think I'm meant to be on the other side. And like, I think I'm meant to be a coach. (laughs) And so I joined a group coaching program. I launched my business within three weeks. I got my first client within four days. And I just continued following my inspiration and my intuition on, you know, leading me into coaching and where I am now. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. (laughs) Everything really happens for a reason. It really does. It really does. So as a coach, um, what would you, what is your ideal client? Like, who do you like, who do you work with? Yep. So I work with coaches. They are mostly mindset coaches as well. Um, they can be sales, marketing coaches, health coaches, holistic coaches, anything of that sort. Um, I actually did have a male client. I usually work with female coaches, but I had a male client who was becoming a life coach and we worked together. Um, but I mostly work with females and, and female coaches. Um, and it really is up to them, whatever their coaching is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Perfect. What would you say as like, like working with coaches? Um, I'm sure a lot of them are like new and just kind of starting up, starting their business. Uh, what would you say is the biggest kind of block that coaches experience in the beginning of starting their business? Yeah, I would say the number one limiting belief that comes up is I'm not good enough and really just defining what enough is. So the belief of I'm not good enough, they hold that so close to them. And so they, you know, find evidence of I'm not good enough. You know, they put themselves out there and then, you know, no one books a call or no one's signing up for the program. They're like, Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough or I'm not doing enough. And so it's really defining what is enough and really stepping away from believing that our key to success is in our doing, in taking action and really coming back to, and what I coach so deeply with my clients is on who you're being. So what are the beliefs that you have? What are, you know, what is the energy that you're embodying and really focusing on that 
rather than focusing on, you know, do, do, doing and taking all this Mm -hmm. action and getting burnt out and feeling overwhelmed is coming back to beliefs and energy. Yeah, no, that's like, I mean, that was spot on for for me to be honest. And it's something I still struggle with because you, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I feel, I always feel guilty when I'm not work doing something to help my business in a way. And you feel this like guilt that you're like, well, what if I just do this? Like maybe that, maybe I'll get somebody, something out of it, or maybe someone will see it or, or whatever. And it's hard to put yourself out there too. That's a, that's another good point. Like it's hard to continuously put yourself out there and not see as much traction as you're hoping for. Yeah, definitely. That's something that I've, I mean, I've, I've struggled with that and I continue to struggle with that too. Um, so I'm, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because it, I think a lot of people do go through that and in, in not only the beginning, but in the, like, like it goes, I think it goes in waves sometimes. Definitely. Um, it's not one of those things too, that like, will just completely like disappear, right? right? Like, there's never going to be a stage in your life or your business where like all the self-doubt and all of the overwhelm, all of the worry, like just completely disappears. But one of the things that I think is so important to remember is just learning how to manage your mind and manage your emotions. Like that's a skill and that's something that you take and you can have throughout your life and your business and at every different level to be able to manage what's happening within and not feel so limited and constrained by it. And you know, bring in that guilt and that shame of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm thinking this, or I can't believe this is happening. Or, you know, why am I not already there yet? Or like all of those things, but just learning how to manage that and being able to work through it in a really valuable and like productive way rather than like self-indulging and self-punishing ourselves. No, absolutely. A hundred percent. With your business, what would you say you struggled with the most? If any, Yeah. So it's actually kind of ironic, but even after spending seven plus years working as an international model and having TV commercials and billboards and being in magazines and all these things that people would assume are so glamorous. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times we look at models and, you know, they have no problems, like they're perfect. And the truth is I really struggled with my own self-confidence and my own even self-worth. And that's something that, especially because I started modeling so young, I was still learning who I was and I was constantly being told by other people, you know, you're not skinny enough. You're not all these things. And so I really internalized that. And so when I started my coaching business, I was terrified (laughs) of showing up. I was so scared of just talking about, you know, what I was learning or what I was interested in, or even just telling people like, I can help you, (laughs) you know, I'm a coach. And so the hardest part for me was just putting myself out there and not being afraid of, you know, what other people might be thinking or, you know, whatever else it was that I was worrying about was just really coming back to the confidence within myself and really knowing that I was worthy of everything that I desired. And so that was, that was a big part for me. No, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that is hard. And you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I haven't done nearly, I, I still do like modeling on the side sometimes like not, it, I haven't made like a career out of it, but it's something that I've done since I was in high school, not mm-hmm. nearly as 
successful. <laughs> um, but you, it's a hard industry to be in. Like it's, it's very hard, even like where I, even I was doing it locally and it's even, I can't imagine doing it international. I could not imagine. That's amazing. But it is hard because people are, you don't, you need a certain look, you need a certain weight, like height, like you need to be, lose this many pounds. Like it's when you have people kind of telling you that all the time, you start to doubt yourself. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard not to. So Definitely. the, yeah. And it does carry into almost every aspect of your life probably. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it's so, I, I honestly laugh about it now, but when I was starting my coaching business, I decided to switch my personal Instagram account, which had all of my modeling photos to my business, like my coaching page. And I remember being so terrified thinking about like, what are people going to think about me now? Like, what is she doing? Who does she think she is? And like all of those thoughts consumed me so much, but at the same time, I was so committed to the vision that I had and I was willing to do things wrong. I was willing to show up and it be, you know, not perfect. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I teach and I coach my clients on is just being 1% better each day. So I knew that I didn't need to be, you know, absolutely perfect and showing up and, you know, knowing the right things to say and, you know, all the things it was just showing up and just committing to being 1% better. And as I continued to show up and just reflect on, you know, what I did yesterday and what resonated or what didn't, or what worked, what didn't work and all those things, I started to see the growth within myself. And that's what continued to let me, you know, continue moving on and commit to being that 1% better. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. I love that advice. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, what, it, so speaking of advice, what advice would you give to somebody who may be thinking about starting an online business or even something new in general? Um, but specifically for like a coach or someone like that, like, do you have any advice for them? Yeah. So I think the best thing that you can do when you start something new, especially an online business, especially if you're going to get into coaching is having support. I think it's one of the most valuable things that we have available to us to have support from coaches and mentors who have gone through and have done what we want to do. I think that learning from others and just having that support as well, being in a community, knowing that there's other people out there with your same goal and your same vision, because I know for me, when I started my coaching business, none of my friends had online businesses. I don't even think anybody I went to high school with had an online business. My parents weren't entrepreneurs, you know? So having that support of like-minded people and mm -hmm. having a coach or mentor who can help you work through what you're working through, knowing that they've been through that is so invaluable. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. I was lucky to, enough to, um, the program that I got my coaching certification through, we, it was a group of like 10 women and we all stayed like very close and like we stayed in touch and it's like kind of amazing because these they're so they're, they're the most supportive people ever and we live all over the country um and it's just like cool to have people who understand <laughs> in a way definitely 
That's awesome. Very, I know that's good. That's good advice for sure. Um, cool. So something that I talk about a lot and I talk about on my Instagram, on my podcast, I had a whole episode on it is practicing self-care, taking care of yourself. Um, so is there anything that you do in particular to, that you use to kind of relax yourself or take time for yourself? Yeah. So I think we could spend literally like an hour talking about self-care. I, I think it's one of the <laughs> most important things to incorporate into our day and into our lives. And for me, one of the practices that has really been so transformational for me is my journaling practice. And that is my daily commitment to my self-care because the more that I grow into my coaching business and just into the woman I am, I just know that there's always so much happening within my mind. There's always things happening throughout my day, you know, getting triggered by something or just noticing like a thought that creates self-doubt, just knowing that there's so much happening within and so being able to create the time and space to open up my journal, to ask myself questions, to really question and investigate what's happening within my mind and how that is creating my results is mm-hmm. been so transformational. And it's one of the things that every single day I am committed to. I start my morning with it. Oftentimes I find myself in the middle of the day, coming back to it at night and it's not one of those things where like I spend an hour in the morning or an hour at night, it's nothing extensive, but it's just simply like sitting down and just, again, like that 1% better of just committing to just asking myself questions, what's on my mind today or anything else. And just be able to work through that in a way that, you know, really helps me center and ground myself so I can show up more fully for Mm -hmm. myself, for my clients, for my partner, for everyone, everybody benefits when you give yourself that self-care. Absolutely. No, I could not agree more with that. And I, I mean, I'm a huge journal journaling fan as well. It takes five minutes. Like you you can literally do five minutes in the morning and it just literally sets the intention for the day. It changes everything, your mindset, everything. And it, it is, it's, some people get intimidated by freehand journaling like from just yeah. like writing your thoughts but when you start it's like it just like keeps going yeah so that's amazing I love that I just started doing journaling prompts for people um weekly for nice. so to kind of like get people into into journaling themselves and yeah. like giving them a place to kind of start too yeah and even awesome. it can be like so simple as just like what I like to call it, like just a thought download, like yes. just sit with your journal and just thought download, like every thought that you notice, just write it down and just yes. see, see what's happening within your mind and what's happening within yourself. And just asking yourself, like what's happening in my mind today? What are, what are, what thoughts am I having? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And it can, be, it can literally be that simple to begin with. And you're right. Like journaling problems can be a great way to get into journaling because sometimes we just don't know what to write, right? Mm -hmm. We want to, but we're just kind of lost for words. And so having prompts to kind of prompt us in getting our brain kind of going and, you know, getting us to writing whatever's happening, whatever we're answering can be a great way to, to dive into it. 
No, absolutely. And like you said, it, it kind of just flows after that. So definitely. Um, is there anything you want to add or anything you'd like to share? I would love to actually share if you kind of on the topic of journaling, mm -hmm. um, but I've just created a free resource with 10 free money journaling prompts. So Ooh. one of the things that I deeply coach my clients on is money. And these 10 prompts have completely changed my life. They are the exact prompts that I use with my private one-on-one -on -one clients. And I am just so excited to get it out into this world and have others be able to ask yourself these questions to uncover your own money mindset, thoughts and beliefs, um, and really heal your relationship with money because money is one of those relationships where we oftentimes neglect, um, but it really does touch every aspect of our life and healing your relationship with money truly allows you to not only be abundant financially, but abundant in your life and just being really present in your life as well. No, absolutely. That's very important. Very important. I might take a look myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So we'll, I'll link, um, your information below. So your Instagram website, anything else that where people can get a hold of you. And, um, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a fun conversation. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>